Hello there and welcome to the show. On this week's episode, we are playing a game of underrated, overrated, and uh, that's just us going through some things in the parks that we think are either underrated or overrated and then discussing them. Maybe even they're properly rated, so we'll we'll see. But uh, this particular episode, we are doing uh, just Disneyland Resort focus. Last time we did Disney World Resort, so this time we're going to focus on Disneyland Resort. So we hope you enjoy that. If you want to follow the show, you can find our Facebook page on Facebook. It is The Talking Llamas Podcast. Thomas and I are also on Facebook, so you can find us there. Uh, our Instagram page, at Talking Llamas Podcast. And then uh, my personal Facebook, or excuse me, uh, my personal Instagram. So our Instagram is at Talking Llamas Podcast. And my personal Instagram is at Da Disney Dad. That's D-A Disney Dad. And then you can email us. That is... Uh, just TalkingLamasPod at gmail.com, TalkingLamasPod at gmail.com to get on the show with your question, comment, or whatever you may have to say. And then just as always, guys, subscribe, rate, and review. That is the best way to help the show, which I know you want to do. That and telling a friend about the show so that they can listen to you're helping them and you're helping us, okay? All right, guys. Well, without further ado, sit back and relax Enjoy episode 45 of the Talking Llamas podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Talking Llamas podcast. I am Robert Camozzi, joined by Thomas Nelson. Hello. How are you, Thomas? Are you doing well? Yeah, I am doing well. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Hearing uh, hearing that Disney Springs is sort of opening in a limited capacity is good news, I suppose, pretty soon. Do you know the details on that? Any of them? I don't know if there's any specific details, but I... I think it's, is it May 20th that they're May 20th opening? is what I heard, yeah. And then I think that they're, they were opening the Disney-owned businesses. I heard the reverse of that. Oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, but, but we're not local, so I never looked into it further, really. Yeah. Well, because it doesn't, we're not going there, especially not just to do Disney Springs. If we lived in the area, that would be a really nice thing to have happening for you. So let's see if there is any, just real quick. Um I guess tw- the 20th and the 27th are, are the dates. I don't know what the significance is. Um, it says some Disney-operated eateries and retail shops at Disney Springs will be back in business on May 27th as the next phase of reopening begins. Um, yeah. So it seems like if what I heard is correct, then the 20th would be non-Disney businesses. And then yeah. the following week. So it says some third-party operated businesses at Disney Springs are opening to the public May 20th. So yeah, there, there's where we... Um, da, da, da. So yeah, the, and that's, you know, getting some people back to work and uh, giving pla- people places to go. Now, what that's going to look like, I don't know, in terms of uh, social distancing. And we live in California, not in Florida, so I don't know exactly what they're doing down there. But here, I mean, you still can't eat inside of a restaurant. Um, going into stores is still an ordeal. So I don't know if they're going to be... Well, here's something. In Shanghai, they have people spaced out in restaurants. I saw a video of... This was like a promotional video of what to expect when you go. From Disney? I think so. Uh, I can't be sure about that, but it doesn't matter because the video took place in the park and it was demonstrating the protocol that's either in place or was supposed to be in place. And they had, uh, you could be with your party at a table and then you would just, you know, the table next to you would be empty. So you'd skip every other table. Masks? Uh, Not when you're eating, no. But obviously that could What if your food's not there? This is a serious question. Well, I didn't... I was just curious if there's anyone wearing a mask, basically, any customers. That's a good question. I would imagine they they want you on to have it on, but I don't know what they would do if you refused. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there's... there's, In this country, there's uh, reports of, or whatever, people refusing and then being 
reprimanded in some way in Target. And well, I mean, like if you're in, in Disneyland or, or wherever you are in Disney parks and you take off your mask at the dinner table before the food shows up, I, I don't think the cast members are going to go and force that beyond warning you or like, hey, you know, you try to keep your, you know, they're going to try to be nice about it, but they yeah. don't really have any authority to get you in trouble. I don't think they're going to do it for that. Like they could exercise their, you know, authority, call call someone, but. Well, they, I, I think the masks are when you can't maintain social distancing. So theoretically, if someone is, if they've set it up so that nobody is sitting next to anyone other than in their party, you know, if they set it up in such a way that certain tables are, each table is distanced appropriately, then I guess a mask would be unnecessary. Um, theoretically, although who knows with what's going on. So, Have you heard about, so, you know, we're called the talking llamas. Have you heard the way uh, llamas are contributing to <laughs> uh, healing coronavirus? I, I vaguely heard about this. Uh, do you know more about it than me? Certainly, because... Yeah, I just looked into it a little bit more today. and I briefly heard about this, and, and it kind of went in one ear and out the other. But now that you're saying it, I'm recalling. Yeah, so llamas can... They have multiple antibodies that we can't create exactly. But um, anyway, they it's there's more science to it that I don't even fully understand. But the gist of it is that you'll get... If they successfully do this, they'll extract the antibodies from either one llama or many llamas. I can't remember. The article was about one llama, which was bizarre. His name was Winter. Anyway, as far as I know, it didn't talk. They didn't have any quotes from the llama, so that's good. Anyway, the uh, the antibodies can be put into you, but it'll only keep you safe from the virus for like a month or two. So it's not like a foolproof cure or treatment. Hmm. Well, if we could just do that every few months until there's a vaccine i guess that would be or something useful. that nurses could use oh that's true you know that's true yeah well that's good that's good news i'm glad that we can contribute in any small way that we can and i have another piece of news which is either good or bad depending on your opinion uh i have i found out i have a relative whose name it's my one of my great grandparents name is elsa one of your great grand so like is this one of your greatest grandparents or or one of your great grandparents? Legally speaking, great grandparents. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Fantastic. Would you just figured this out? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. And one of my parents, you don't you'll never know which one, was creating a family tree and I found out that way. Well that's exciting news. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh well since we're talking about um, a film that we think is overrated, we can move on to our uh, our discussion of overrated, underrated, or underrated, overrated, which I don't know which order I've, I'm going to put it in, or what I've put it I in. I just put past. it in alphabetical order, overrated, underrated. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, very good. So uh, that's what we're talking about this <laughs> this week. We've, got a, we've done this for Disney World in the past. Uh, I think we did it soon after we returned from uh, from our trip, so... You know, some of the things were fresh in our minds. Um, we are doing one for Disneyland now. So if you do want to hear the one from Disney World, you can go back and listen to that one after. But uh, basically, we're just going to ask each other about certain things at Disneyland. And we will have to decide whether those are underrated, overrated, or properly rated. So, Thomas, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Um Overrated or underrated? Mm, Sleeping Beauty Castle. Ooh, I had this one. Um, I think it is underrated. I think it I, by the maybe not by like Disneyland locals such as ourselves, um, or you know people who are let's just say people who go once a year or more to Disneyland, but certainly um, Disney fans at large. I, I think that they, um, in general, especially people who go to Disney World as their primary park, really look down on this. Uh, whenever I hear them talk about it, it's just like how small it is and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's easy to look down on things when you're on your high horse, you know? <laughs> yeah, or when they're so small. Like, yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, yeah, you're they're right. literally looking down at the castle when yeah. they walk up to it. At least that's what they make it sound like. You're right, though. That That's people, they get on it because it's small. But I think that's what makes it, uh, that's what is its charm. In part, I mean, it, you know, there's the original and all that. There's the walkthrough part. Well, it's certainly underrated for that alone. The fact that it's sort of an attraction in a way. Well, it is. A, it is an attraction. Yeah. Since 1983. 
Interesting. Well, I think that's when they redid Fantasyland, and and that that was one thing that Tony Baxter worked on. Well, it it's a delight in the, in that that part, and since they've added the new color, um, I really appreciate. Some people it. really don't like it. Who they might be old timers, which would be could be purists. Well, which I understand was that it, feeling. Was it Disneyland that did the cake castle, or was that Disney World? Have you heard about this? I think it. I think it was Disney World for a Christmas thing, wasn't it? I think it was for a, like an anniversary. Just, just for in general. I oh, think it man. was for an anniversary. Yikes! Yeah. Maybe the twenty fifth. Are you looking it up? Uh, yeah. So you talk. <laughs> okay, I'll talk. Uh, yeah. So de- I agree that it's definitely underrated. By how much I don't know. Well, and I it mean, depends on the audience too. I mean, I think locals appreciate it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, twenty fifth anniversary for Disney World. I guess uh, it looks just awful. But does it looks is it like awfully delicious or what? Because cake, right? I that's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't even look that appetizing. Yeah, it looks like something from a uh, uh, like a Candyland board board game or something. Anyways, ugh, yuck. Well, anyways, at least we don't have that. The point is, I enjoy the new color um, and and uh, looks. I mean, I'm sure that the Disney World one looks great during Christmas time too, but the Disneyland one when we were there during Christmas just looked great. I mean, it's still a good size castle. Like if that was re- if that was your castle, you'd be quite happy with the size, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm thinking about how big the one in Florida is as an example, and when you're up, it almost seems too big. Well, I was going to say I don't dislike the Florida one. No. I enjoy it for what it is, though. Like when I when I walk down Main Street and see the Florida one, I'm like, wow, that's big, and it's nice that it's big. But I, it's not like it's it's not better to me than the Disneyland one. It's just a different castle. I'm able to appreciate it for its differences. Yeah, that one has a lot of more more open space around it. I like that Disneyland is yeah. closer. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the space is well, more it feels, compact. It also feels like it's got a wider base. Now, that might just be because it's smaller and also because I haven't seen the Disney World one up close and personal in a while. Um, but it feels like it's got a wider base, or at least that's the... And it might just be that it's more squat. You mean, you mean relative to its height? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that the I think that there's no question, and it's why I was going to bring it up, that the Sleeping Beauty Castle is uh, oh, it's underrated. Terribly underrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I I have one that's sort of interesting. I think it's it's the Blue Bayou Restaurant. What do you think? And and maybe there's only two ways this could go. Um, but if you had to label it either underrated or overrated, what would you say? Well, we could go at it through multiple like uh, perspectives. So food or atmosphere or the combination of those two. Um, yeah how hard it is to get in versus the experience. I think it might be, it's not, I don't think it's underrated. It's certainly not underrated. Now I have heard recently people sort of snickering about how it's not as good, like that it is overrated. Like you'll hear that from time to time from people who've been there multiple times. Um, so it could turn to, to underrated, but go on. I well, I think those people who are who are thinking maybe this isn't you know this is overrated a little bit. I hear complaints that it's dark, and they don't like that. That I can't. That I cannot abide. And then food complaints to me are less reliable because taste is so. Many people are. I I call them food snobs, even though they're not like negative necessarily people. But you know, some people like food in a particular way, and that has to be the only way they have it. And and, you know, a restaurant, it's not always, not always perfect. So they they then leave reviews, and then it's like this is not a good place because of what they say. But my my experience there has been good. You've been there twice. and I've been there three times. Okay, three times. And you have how many complaints about the food? Oh, see, here's the thing about the food. The food is nothing spectacular. So if you're going there for, like, the best food at Disneyland, you're probably not going to get it unless you order something specific um, that really speaks to you. But the food isn't bad. Like, I think that people, like you said, food snob, and, and the way I look at that is people don't look at food for, like, they're like, well, I don't personally like this kind of food, and therefore it is not good. That's not really, like, people don't like the Monte Cristo because it's too much. Okay, but is it, that's that's you, though. 
is it a well done meal you know yeah it, and it is a well done meal is it like a five star restaurant no is it the best you know does it have the best whatever seafood on property or whatever i don't know is it the best food i've ever had no but is it well done and is it like you have to go into it with certain expectations and i think it meets those um the one thing i would say is if you don't get the right table your experience could be your experience could vary on that so we the first time that we went i believe it was all of our first time or at least you and i it was everyone's first time. Okay. And we, we asked for a table on the water, and we got it. And that, I think, let us have a full experience of the restaurant. If you remove the proximity to the water, say you're closer to the kitchen, all you're really focusing on is the lighting that we talked about, because that's the, your immediate experience and the food. You're not going to rate a restaurant based on your interactions with your group. You're gonna It's going to be food and service and, and that kind of thing and so if you're not having the you gotta, you gotta try to make it the best experience you can you can do as far as i know they let you can still let you ask for a water table water I've, side table every time i've gone i've asked for a water side table and every time i've gone i've gotten it but you will have to wait yeah i don't know how much longer you'd have to wait um this is of course by the way if you're going to this restaurant you want to make a reservation and um, if you're going to both walk up and ask for a waterside table, I don't know if you'll ever be sat. So just keep that so in mind. So you, if you're worried about waiting, uh, maybe get your reservation for a half hour before you actually might want to eat. And then at that time, ask for the waterside table. Because you'll probably get it, you know, after you ask, depending on how early you get there. But yeah, when you can get, you can really uh, see on the water, you can feel the attraction more. It's a little bit quieter. Yes. And you can hear parts of it. Oh, yeah. You so, can hear the banjo playing. Right. And, uh, I think, here's the thing, too. I found a meal at this restaurant that I'll get every time, which is the Monte Cristo. Like, I'll get it every time I go there, pretty much. So I'm fine with the food. Food's not a problem. Has it, when I, I, I know when I was young, I really wanted to eat at the Blue Bayou. Like, it was one of those things, like, I really wanted to do one day. Um, And it doesn't have that same, what would you say, I don't know, that same luster that it had before I had done it, I guess, is the only thing I would say. Um, and that's just like anything else, I suppose. You said that this restaurant doesn't have, you know, like it's not the best food in the park. What would be the best food in the park to you? Cafe Orleans. And what, what about it? Do you, I, mean, I, I think, think it I, just has more options. Yeah, well, their food is pretty good. I think it's got similar food, it just has more of it. Okay. And they're probably similar, similarly priced restaurants. I, yeah, and you might even be able to say that Cafe Orleans cheaper, although I can't confirm that offhand. The other thing, if we're including California Adventure, I think Carthay Circle might be a might be better food. Have you eaten there once as well? Just once. Yeah, yeah I don't remember, but I I could say the food was good. The atmosphere is good. I mean, I had a, a burger, but it was it was unique in a sense. Well, it had like, appetizers that were solid. Yes, from what I recall, like yes. like every appetizer we got, I think was good. There were some like duck wings I had, and you had these. What were they called? They were like uh, fried cheese, almost. But. Yeah, but they were they were like balls instead of sticks, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they were good. And then uh, the wings were good, spicy but good. So I think that the food there might be better too. Now, in but if we're just talking about in that park, I think that Cafe Cafe Orleans is better in terms of food. Um, but if you're putting everything together, I'd. I'd probably still rather eat at Blue Bayou. Now, what about... Oh, you have another thought? No, no, no. Okay. What about just in general, the fact that Blue Bayou is in an attraction or alongside one, but it's it's right there. That's something you don't get really anywhere. I think here's the thing with Blue Bayou. If you ate there once and could say you ate there, you wouldn't necessarily need to eat there again. I like eating there, but it's not like something I need to do every time. I kind of want to... Lately, I, I've... Wanted to make a point to eat at Cafe Orleans every time I go. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So either Blue Bayou is properly rated or slightly overrated. Correct. And yeah, okay. I And I was tr- I wanted to explore the idea with you of whether or not it's overrated. Maybe and, just a smidge. Now, I still hold that if you get the full experience of really, you know, getting close to the water, if not on, on the water, uh, waterside tables, and... and I wouldn't order, people order steaks at restaurants. I don't recommend it. In general, unless you hear they have a great steak. Personally, I've made better steaks at home. I know many people who can. It's like, it, really, making a steak isn't that hard. If you, it's, so, it's more about the cut of meat and, and how long you cook it and all that than it is about 
but prices are prices and people will say well these prices should be good food but anyway i think we agree maybe slightly overrated you know i think it's slightly overrated amongst people who haven't done it and then probably probably properly rated amongst people who have if that makes any sense. Because I know before I did it, it was like, oh my God, if I ever get to eat there, I'll be so happy. Now, their underrated uh, element is their bread on the table. <laughs> you know why? Because nobody talks about it. Like, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's not your regular bread. It's like a soft, garlicky bread. Is it garlicky? It's garlic-y. It's not garlic bread, but it has a garlic I know. I, I can't. I don't remember there being garlic taste at all. Oh, there's garlic taste. Yeah. So I recommend eating there at least one time, but I mean, don't, uh, just don't expect to have your socks blown off. That's all. Okay. So you don't have to like wear I won't, sandals. I won't bring an extra pair of socks, although I might for Splash Mountain. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are we done with Blue Bayou? Sure. We'll, we'll probably return to it one day. <laughs> oh, I've just yeah, met in the game. I know. I know. But life is cool too. Uh, okay. Uh, Pixar Pier. I have an interesting perspective on this because my family hates it for some reason. And I actually rather like it. They've been? I I actually don't think they have. I think they just hate the idea of it. So every time I talk about it with my family, it's like, and they're, you know, they're the main people I talk to in my life that don't go to Disney that often. So, you know, everyone else I speak to goes a lot and kind of has a bias my parents and my sisters don't have that bias quite as much they hate the idea of pixar pier i don't know why really uh so to me it seems underrated actually but i feel like you might think it's overrated well uh so you think you do think it's underrated i actually do think it's underrated okay well what do you think why do you think that is uh like why do i what what about Uh, it to me is great and that people don't appreciate okay so i think it it has one of my favorite restaurants in the park uh, and that's the uh, Lamplight Lounge. Okay, yeah. Which I really appreciate. Um, the I've said this time and time again, but it's my favorite part of the uh, of both parks, perhaps. Oh yes. To be to it, be at at yeah. night. Yeah, at night. Um, because it's well lit. The atmosphere there is great. I don't have to be doing. I don't have to go do anything. I can just get some ice cream or an, or a nom nom cookie and just walk up and down that pier for like an hour and a half, no problem. Like the, I think the Pixar music helps because yeah. it takes you out of the, this is just a standard boardwalk and puts you into this is Disney Pixar. And so many songs from Pixar films lend themselves to just like um, uh, ambient music or what would you say, like area music, I guess, uh, just naturally. So that's a, a huge plus. I also just kind of enjoy the... Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think that they did a good job of sort of translating that from what it originally was, keeping it sort of a California theme because I think piers in general, like a pier, a pier park atmosphere like Santa Cruz or something, is is a California theme. But then making it Disney enough so that it you know it can. Well, yeah, yeah, because piers are a beach sort of theme, and California certainly has that. Uh, yeah, Santa Cruz, but all all throughout, you know, the Los Angeles, Southern California, San Diego. Uh, but then, yeah, California helps. It helps that Pixar is in California. Yeah. So technically, it's it's partly California, though their movies have almost nothing to do with it. Um, I just yeah. don't feel like a lot of people love it, and I I really do like it quite a bit. I don't know if I love it. I can't I can't actually even ride the Incredicoaster, so that's a big downer. But I know pe- people really love that attraction, so I like that it's there and that it exists. Yeah. I think that people, especially early on who didn't like it, were upset because you got rid of what was there, and people did like it fine. And then you just put this new stuff all over, and it seemed kind of maybe lazy. And some people were like, why, didn't, why did you just put new new faces on these things? And you're making trying to get us excited about it, like it's some awesome new place. I and think that that gives it sort of a uh, a carnival vibe, though, a little bit, and not in a bad way. Not, like it gives it sort of a fair feel, where it's like it feels semi impermanent, but in, in almost a charming way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, I'm considering it in my mind. And I don't even know if that's intentional, but that's the feeling I get of it. Because we talked about last week how Eisner wanted the the pier and the, that stuff, and they were saying Walt wouldn't. That was the opposite of what he wanted for his parks. 
Yeah, I mean, things change. I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, it needs to not exist because in, in the late 50s... That's true. I mean, look, uh, for some reason, there's a, a carousel in Fantasyland. Like, that doesn't have to be there. Yeah. That's something that you find in a park, a, gen- a general park. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, maybe, because Pixar wasn't around, obviously, and that's that's a whole different thing, and they used it, you know, plus the pier, certainly. I think it gives it, too, a unique feel. It's not like anything they have at Disney World, for example. That park is nothing like it. It's got a unique, it's got its own color scheme, too. Without the pier, you would say that that, park is a lot like hollywood studios or similar it would feel a lot like hollywood studios i think and obviously if you remove the pier you'd have to replace it with something else but you know if it, if it kept its kind of vibe stretched all the way back to the pier it would be similar or at least not dissimilar well, to hollywood studios i'll say i'm thinking about that it's at the end of the park yeah based on what its entrance the opposite over in disneyland the end of the park is toontown i think i prefer pixar pier being like the final destination geographically mm-hmm you know what I mean, uh, than Toontown. Yes. Like, I, I would look forward... To, there's so much more to do in Pixar Pier, and Pixar Pier is more interesting in general than... I mean, even even the Nom Nom Cookies, a new thing that I really enjoy. The Lamplight Lounge, as you said, is great. There's that Pixar, Pixar shop right across from that, yeah, which is not bad, and sometimes uh, there's some really cool stuff in there. It's unlike anything else anywhere in the park, really. And... You know, Lamplight Lounge now has a breakfast and a, and a lunch dinner option. So, well, it's it's brunch. Brunch, yeah, but so I mean, it's like not... ten o'clock or something. Okay. It's so most people are that's fine, I think. And I mean, I've eaten there before for breakfast or brunch or whatever, and it was it's really good. So it's a well rounded restaurant now. It's it's very, it's closer to a Carnation Cafe now than it, than it once was for that park. I think is kind of what it's. So I'm going to agree with you that Pixar Pier is underrated. Did you need to be convinced? No, I just wasn't really... No, I didn't need to be convinced, but I'm certain of it now, even if there was a question. Yeah, I think that that's... Uh, I think that it's a good spot, so... Um, I'm going to ask you what your thoughts are on specialty churros, which is sort of a Disneyland-specific thing, uh, which is why I ask it here. I know are you, you sure you want to ask me? I've, I don't know that I've had one. <laughs> well, and that's the question. And I, I can speak to this a little bit more because Peyton is a connoisseur of, <laughs> oh, okay. of all things churro. So I can, I can take over at some point. But just in general, like, do you like that they exist? Or is it kind of tiresome to, like, every time you go, there's, like, this new churro? Well, yeah. So the, it seems like every, in particular, Halloween season, there's a larger selection of specialty churros. Yeah. And that takes up such a large portion of the foodie guy that you wonder if they're not putting their efforts towards other potentially appetizing treats. Or it's sort of feel like you might see something that you're... It, it it makes it more daunting because we like to try as much as we can. And then it's like, well, should we try these churros? I mean, we, we're not like... But like if you want to try one, it's like, well, when do you stop? Because there's like 15 of them. You're not going to have all of them. Mm-hmm. So... I think that for me, some are good. So I, I, it's fun to try them, and Peyton actually will try them, and I, I, and she wants a churro every day anyway, and I can have a bite of one. You know, like there was there was one in Disneyland that was, I guess it was Tomorrowland, and it was a sour apple or something. Mm, yeah, it was. It was not great. I mean, I, I didn't mind having it for one bite. But she ate the whole thing. I had one bite of it, and she had, and it's like it's almost as tall as she is. It feels like it's like I can't even imagine, you know. Yeah. And then there's ones that are just like regular churros, but they're like black and green, like the sugar on them is black and green. That was for uh, Maleficent. Maleficent, yeah. But then there's ones like the bride and groom churro. Those were good. Me and Michaela shared those. Do you remember what that was? One's like a powdered donut. In taste or in like a visual. Or they just put powdered sugar on it's it. It's like a powdered sh- sugar, like it's in. I guess not in taste because a powdered donut's uh, I, it's different. It's not like it in texture. No, but the, the powder powdered. on top is the same. Yeah. Okay. And then the black one was like a chocolate. That's interesting. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Didn't they do a s'mores one? There's a s'mores one I haven't tried. See, some of that's part of the problem too. Is like, part, some of them are like really good apparently, and then some just aren't good. And it's like, well, which ones are good and which ones aren't? And like, how do I decide which ones I want? And then I don't end up getting the really good ones all, all the time because I got a cookie dough one one time that was good though. Really? Cookie dough? 
Yeah, it was like a cookie, a chocolate. Maybe it was just a chocolate chip cookie one, but I did get it. It was. Yeah, at, I'm trying um, to think how how would cookie dough. Factor yeah, it, might, it must not churro. have been cookie dough. Although that's something I probably just put in in my head, but it was like a, a chocolate chip, maybe milk and cookie. Maybe that's what it was called, milk and cookie churro. Uh, how and long? Was, oh, go, go go on. It was in the Hollywood area between Schmoozies and Award Wieners. Okay, how long before they do a uh, like a corn dog churro? No dog, but churro. So you do the cornmeal around the churro, oh, okay. and then you fry it. <laughs> I thought the I thought the I thought it would be like the shape of a corn dog, but just all churro, so oh, very thick. Well, that that's interesting too. Yeah, but what if they put like marshmallow cream or something in the middle? That'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> Actually, it could be. Well, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Overrated, underrated. Well, the specialty churros—is it a problem that they exist? I mean, that there's just so many of them. No, because people. You know what? It's one of those things where people want to take pictures for Instagram, and Disney knows that. So they're they're putting. It's almost like a scavenger hunt. You're gonna because they're in yeah. different parts of the park, and you have to go to them to find them. And if you're gonna be if you're a local and you want to do some Instagram stuff, because you're gonna have more opportunities, especially during a season like Halloween. It spans a couple months. Usually, it's a couple months, month and a half. Yeah, they're they're gonna put that out there for you. So I think it, it might be trending towards underrated, actually, because people are so, like, some people are really against it. And if you get a really, really good churro, it's really, really good. I but think it's somewhere in the middle right now. Yeah, properly rated. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even eat them. I, I'm just, that you might be right. That I think the trend might be overrated. Interesting. But not yet. Well, we'll have to see this ho- Halloween season, assuming it happens, uh, if they do it again and all that. Yeah. Or is that... That's it for that. I'm just curious okay. about what you thought, yeah. So, especially as someone who doesn't really consume them, I, I wanted to know what you thought, because I, I definitely am in the camp of people who have bought many churros over the past, like, 24 months. Well, I didn't put this down, and we might have discussed it briefly in previous episode, uh, but it's similar. Popcorn buckets. The souvenir we popcorn buckets. We talked about this in some... Uh, we yeah. did. They're so we definitely overrated. overrated. There's no question. Okay, yeah. in, in this country. Well, right. we're talking about Disneyland Resort, but yeah, there's some cool ones out there in Japan. Yeah, they. I mean, they, well, there's some good ones, and there's some that are just like I don't know. There's one that was like uh, a Millennium Falcon or whatever one. It's like you can put fries in it too. It's like fries. I don't know. It's, you know what? That's another Instagrammable thing. Just yeah, put it up on on IG. Well, the thing I don't get is you could get like a Lego. I mean, I guess that's more expensive, but you could get like a Lego set of the Millennium Falcon or something. I'd much rather have that. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, we, yeah. I think we did talk about this before, so we'll leave it alone. I'll, I'll do another one. Um, what do you think about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? This is another one I had. And I don't, I, I, I don't, it can only, to me, it can only be overrated, I think. I think. Although I know many people who, like, don't like it that much. Like people that I'm, I know that go to the parks, or people who don't go to the parks and are just mad that Star Wars is there. Um, with the addition of Rise of the Resistance, I think it's it's probably properly rated, but in the experience in which you've had, it's probably overrated. You have not yet done Rise of the Resistance. That's but, true. But yeah. before that opened, I think that it's a lot of it's a lot of show like there's a lot to see and things like that but you really only need to spend like 45 minutes in there total i mean you you don't you know what i mean yeah it's not somewhere you can spend a lot of time that's it's, true i have i have still not eaten at the what's it called ronto roasters is that the place where we get the ronto wraps yes oh you really do need to eat there uh there's that what's the what's the place with drinks yeah Ogus cantina we haven't eaten there either so, or, you know gone there yeah at all. Uh, apart from those, the attractions, it's the, I don't care for the merchandise at all. Oh yeah, neither like, do I. Not like not one bit. So the marketplace is interesting visually, but it, that's just a walkthrough. Well, and, and the Millennium Falcon ride is just okay. I mean, we've discussed this before. It's good, but it's not like amazing or anything. It's not like the greatest ride I've ever been on. There's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's because it's like the same experience every time. Even if you're a pilot, it's very similar. It's hard to say, too. Like, if we were really into, like, the building of the lightsaber and the droid and all that, how that would impact our 
opinions on this. Like if that's something we were into. And but think done, about it. All but two of the experiences in that land require money to take something away from it. Ah, I know. I know. So uh, maybe, maybe you know, I can't give a full... This one is put to you, so... Well, I think that right now it's properly rated, but we have to kind of put a pin in it because there's just so much up in the air. And, you know, the whole thing with the, with the parks being closed right now at the time of this recording has... I mean, you would think by now they would have probably stopped doing the reservation system for Rise of the Resistance or or at least be winding down on it. Um, that's a, that's a difficult situation. Like if you go to the park, you might not even get to ride that ride. Uh, you know, when Michaela and I went, it was sort of a crapshoot. We, we weren't sure if we were going to get on it. And for that reason, we, we went for two full days instead of one because we wanted to make sure that we got on it. We did, and we got on it twice. Um, but the second day we barely got on, like we almost didn't get on. So the point is you could, if you go there for one day or even two, you might not get on the ride. And, uh, and then that leaves you with sort of walking through the shops and stopping by Ronto Roasters and then going on the Millennium Falcon and leaving. Well, uh, you do have characters walking around. Yeah, that's a cool aspect, actually. Yeah. And we I see them all the time. It's Ray, Chewbacca. R2-D2 is their last R2-D2. time. R2-D2. That's pretty cool. And then we saw a little Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, yeah, show. yeah. And yeah, the yeah. Stormtroopers. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's properly rated. You know, it's interesting because, and I think you're right, but... During the pandemic, I mean, this is supposed to be out there at the edge of the galaxy. Why can't people still be there? There's no virus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they should be safe. Well, they're, they're... Test them. Let them live there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah? Yeah. A quarantine planet? Yeah, that's the new Club or... 33. Like, special access. You can pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to be there. Or whatever the price is. Okay, properly rated then. Okay, we can, we can call that. Uh, what do you think about the Disneyland Hotel? Um, is it, I think the question here is, is it underrated really? That's really the question here. I don't think it's overrated. I'm trying to think about who I've ever heard talk about it. And That's the point. That's the point. I, I feel like it gets sort of, it gets, and we've never stayed at the Grand California, but I think it sort of gets like second fiddle and maybe it should get second fiddle. But I mean, I really enjoy even just walking through the courtyard of that hotel, even when we're not staying there. Yeah, I'm trying to think about what about the Disneyland Hotel makes it so valuable that people overlook. Because on the surface of it, it's not spectacular. Well, yeah, it doesn't... I mean, like, the buildings that are... They're just towers. Yeah, they're just towers. But held within, you've got, like, that Tiki Bar, the the restaurant. Trader Sam's. Yeah, Trader Sam's. You've got Goofy's Kitchen in there, which you've never done, but people like. And uh, each tower holds, like, its own secret, you know, sort of... Like an adventure land, like uh, uh, the aesthetic. First, yeah, the the main one where you you uh, check in is called the Fantasyland Tower. Yeah, and then the one nearest downtown Disney is the Adventureland Tower, and then the one we stayed in before is the Frontierland Tower. They've each got their own unique aesthetic, and, and indoors. Yeah, and that's in the lobby of them. Once you get up in the rooms, I don't think it's much different. Mm-mm, no, it isn't. But I do, and, and but they have. Spe- the other thing about it is when you're walking through the courtyard, the music changes depending on which area you're in, um, which is subtle yeah. but, but interesting and nice. And then there's that one area where it's not a museum, but by Steakhouse Fifty Five, which another place we haven't we haven't tried. There's three restaurants in this hotel, um, but people yeah, really yeah. like. But that whole area is really nice too. I really love the pool area. Which, and the pool itself, like the monorail slide is very, very fun. And uh, yeah, then, then that just goes, well, I think the, no, the slide pool is different, but then there's the other part of the pool, which is- there's the bridge that goes over it and then the hot tubs. It's got yeah. a nice pool area. Again, now, we've not done the Grand California pool. But. That pool's nice, but I like the I like the uh, the flora around the pool because there's not that much of that, I don't think, over at Grand Californian. There might be pines- but these are like jungle trees. Yeah, at the uh, Disneyland Hotel pool. I enjoy the general like plant life that is in that courtyard. It's really yes, nice. I like the blue color that's pretty much all around, except for the you know structures, buildings. Uh, what I mean is Trader Sam's and then the trees. But like, yeah, I like that. There's there's kitties walking around. So there are cats, many of them, especially over by uh, Tango Road Terrace. I just feel like people don't talk about it much. And I think that it's because it's still a little bit expensive. So it's like if you're going to stay there on a budget, you're probably going to do Paradise Pier. Um, no. Is that 
gonna what's that hotel called paradise pier uh yeah yeah i don't yeah. know why i okay yeah the paradise so that, pier hotel so paradise pier is underrated no no, what I'm well, saying you're, you're is, is if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I think a lot of people don't talk no. about it because it's like if you're gonna pay out the money, a lot of money, people think of the Grand California. If you're gonna pay less money, they think about the Paradise Pier. But I was trying to, because you couldn't remember the name, I was trying to make something yes. out of it, but I don't, I couldn't, I don't even know what I was thinking. I understand. Okay, um, I, I, I do think it is underrated because people don't bring it up. I'm gonna say underrated because it's easy to assume that the hotel was put up and the name was attached to it because it was the first one or something. And then there's not much more to it than that in terms of a story behind it. Uh, but there, there is, and maybe we should do an episode in the future on the Disneyland hotel. I actually don't know much about it as it stands right now. So we'd have to do some research, but there's a lot of good stuff surrounding that hotel. And one thing that's unique about it that I don't think the grand Californian has, and not to say we could afford it, but it has specially themed suites. Yes, to... I've heard stories of people. I'm going to look it up because there's a, an assortment of them. Yeah, there's a Mickey Mouse one, a Pirates one, and then I, I, there's one more at least. Oh, there's yeah, there's more than that. Um, I've heard stories of people being like upgraded to those. No way. Yeah, like like as a special thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So this is an article from LA Magazine, August 10th, 2016. And uh, you said, so there's, I know there's a Pirates one. Yeah, that's, that one would be really cool. Let's see, load the page. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, There's an Adventureland suite. Man, these are really cool if you look, the pictures. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Fairy Tale, which is really white. Interesting. Not sure I'd want to stay there, but still very cool. Oh, the the bath, uh, bathroom is interesting. It comes with rose petals in the tub and water okay mickey mouse penthouse more of a modern look and those are them so mickey mouse themed one fantasy fairy tale suite sorry and then big thunder adventure land and pirates of the caribbean pirates of the caribbean one seems awesome that one is appeals to me the adventure land one and big thunder for sure they all have a similar in some ways a similar look and if you look at pictures you'll know what i mean all right. Uh, so yeah, under, underrated because I don't know that they, well, they put that little, what is that on the wall? The glass box on the wall with all the, yeah, all the, the Mickeys, mem- the memorabilia. It's not just Mickeys. It's and the Mickeys stick out, but you're right. Yeah. There's more than that. But apart from that, like that's not in sight. So they're not necessarily demonstrating the history to people. I think there's a lot of hidden things in the, in the Disneyland and, hotel. Yeah. And we know over in the convention center, which is right near that glass box, it sort of leads into it. You go up those escalators, there's lined on the walls, sketches for, um, different attractions at the resort. I think you could spend, the point is, is without even eating there, eating any of the restaurants or anything, you could spend a couple of hours in the Disneyland hotel, sort of walking around and seeing a bunch of interesting things that maybe you didn't know were there. And and that's if you're not even staying there. If you're, if you're staying there, it's a great place. Yeah. I, you know what? It's probably underrated. Another reason why, because Grand Californian, I could take it or I could take one or the other. I don't know why Grand Californian is priced more other than the proximity to the, the park. Yeah. And it's got, I mean, it's got this sort of, it does well, have a high end vibe to it, I guess. It's but. true. And the lobby is fantastic. <laughs> that's true. So, they, you know, you've got some, some stuff that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. We can probably do one or two more each. Well, then I'm going to I'm going to go for what do you think about cast members? Are they overrated or underrated? And I I think about different experiences we've had and I can't remember many, but there were positive ones for sure that you like you don't get that kind of interaction in a, another business somewhere like at a, a a ballpark or something. Uh, yeah. so Jungle Cruise skippers could be included. Um you think you uh understand i i actually have heard people say recently and i think it's just because there's such a high standard for disney i've heard people say recently that like customer service has dipped or whatever and i my thought is relative to what exactly um like if i go to like walmart i don't see half as good customer service as i do at disney to play devil's advocate i think they would say uh compared to their own service over, oh, yeah. over the years well they suffer they suffer from the fact that they just sort of have really good customer service so they're kind of you know they're competing with themselves in that way and uh the point is i think that it is underrated 
actually, because I think people come to expect such high, uh, high level qual- like customer service that when they don't get it, it's like they don't really say they don't talk about the great experiences they had, right? Which we we try to do. They talk mm-hmm. more about the the really and not even really bad, just like the the moments that weren't great, you know. That. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is more built into their their job that they can do this. Is what do they do? They they make someone's day magical. There's some yeah. way that they can like make a person. They can do whatever. I mean, What's there's the cer- phrasing. I can't remember. Um, yeah, but it will include things like I don't know if upgrading to a, a higher end room counts, but stuff like bringing you to the front of the line. Yeah, at an attraction or something like that, or maybe. I don't know what else exactly, but they do things like that. Maybe something free at a restaurant just because. Or we got we got free slushies in Walt Disney World. Peyton got a free cookie one time. Like uh, I brought Peyton with me to the front of the line uh, at a restaurant. Just she happened to be with me. It wasn't like I did it for any reason. But she happened to be with me, and the cast member saw her and just gave her a free cookie, like a big one too. It's like the size of like her head at the time. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like it was just a little cookie, like so stuff like that. Don't forget the characters are part of the cast as well. Yeah, and those are great. And, I think uh, those are exclusively great. Yeah, and uh, never had a bad experience with one of them. Yeah, yeah, and also give props to the people who have the, the probably the hardest job of all, which is like parade control duties. <sighs> Yuck! Yeah, I can't. Even Do you remember imagine. that one? We saw. I saw one guy anyway. One <laughs> he time there. He yeah, but he was like he was walking so quickly around everywhere i could tell he was sweating and it was almost nighttime so it's yeah. kind of harder to tell that but well, especially in california it's not like your nights are fairly he, cool yeah and he had one of those you know wands that glows a little bit but it's not super bright so it's just to help you like direct you um but he was he had to tell people to get out of the way and they weren't listening and he was growing furious but like imagine trying to keep people in control for their their own safety and they're not listening to you that's got to be so frustrating people i'm sure because it's just customer service that they take a lot of crap and they still in general keep it keep it together and and do a good job. Well, and I've worked in customer service, and you have in the past too. Uh, but I've worked in customer service basically my whole life, and it's not easy. It, it and I am not great at it, to be honest. I mean, I'm very. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. It's just not my personality. So I, I give those people a ton of credit. Um, and then Jungle Cruise skippers when they can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of them can really put on a performance. Carl with a K. If you didn't know, he's the best. But not just him. There's plenty. No, no, others. there's plenty. But yeah. the, but Carl with a K is unreal. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine someone being better than that. And then you have old timers who have been there. I don't know that there's any from opening day still around there, but you do have people who've been there for decades. I think a couple of them are, are on the main street vehicles. Yeah. And then there's different ones throughout the park. So there's, if you, if you go a lot like we do, and if, if you're personable enough that you actually talk to them or meet them, I don't know that we are yet because we're not that local, but uh, you can build a relationship with them. And it's all in fun. Like the whole Disneyland just fun. So it's all a, a positive it's experience. It's a common interest yeah. too. You know, oh, generally yeah. people who work there work there because they enjoy it. Yeah. At some level. So. Yeah. I think they're underrated. I think they, people need to give them more props. I have one that's might be slightly controversial. What about Fantasmic? Hmm. I don't know. I almost put it down, but I didn't think it was... Okay, I think Fantasmic is a good show. I think it's insanely overrated. Oh, interesting. Uh, please go on. Well, I think it's... I think, first of all, the seating is just so not great. It's just... It's uncomfortable. Even when you have, like, fast passes for it, you're just waiting in this cramped area to get to a seat that isn't that great of a seat. And then you're sitting on a hard floor. Uh, it's just not. There's no standing allowed. It's it, it's not designed to have a show there. I don't think, or at least when it first opened, it wasn't. And the shows comes, you know, in more recent years. So they've put a show there, and it works for the most part. But it's not terribly comfortable. That's my first gripe with it. And then the second would just be sort of with the show itself. Isn't I don't think it's that great. And Unfortunately, we never really prioritized the show when they had the Peter Pan thing going on, but I actually just don't think the Pirates of the Caribbean portion of this show is that good. Like, I think it's okay. Uh, and I've seen it multiple times now. I think it's just all right, and that's what they replaced Peter Pan with, and I think that Peter Pan would just be better. 
According to many people, it, it was. Yeah, Michaela's one of those who says it's better. And she's a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan. And by the way, I love the Pirates of the Car- Caribbean part in the World of Color show, if you've ever seen that. That's the best part of that show. So I'm not. I'm open to the idea of Pirates of the Caribbean being awesome in a show. Uh, it just isn't here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on this. I'm not gonna say it's insanely overrated, but overrated nonetheless. I've seen it three times. I haven't seen it that many times. I think yeah. once incomplete, like from beginning to end. So I can't. I mean, me not wanting to get to see it. Maybe that says something. I don't know what that says. Well, here's one. It has very little replay value. So like you Are talk you sure? About, yes, not, I've seen it three times. But that's you, because many people love it. I know, and that's forget, why that's why it's that. overrated to me. <laughs> but it has, but it has replay value to them. So I don't know that that is a point in, I I, in either direction. I guess. Um, so why why else do you think it's overrated? Yeah, the scene with the pirates and. Well, I I don't find it to be. I I personally don't find it to have replay value. That's part of it. Um, what do you know about the one in in florida i don't know much but people say that one's like people who from disneyland who see that one say it just isn't the same either do they have a ship like we know i'm assuming i man we should know this i guess but i don't i don't know they uh the fact that they use the ship is pretty cool and i like that I, i i do like that by the way, this isn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. I just, I think it's overrated. Well, and what's cool about when they use the ship is that it comes out of the shadows and you're not, I think they might have the music playing from the film to sort of, you know, let you know that it's coming. But even if that's not true, it's, it, it even if it is true, it, it's still kind of surprising and in a good way, I think. And then the show is what it is from that point. If you, if you like the performance, so be it. I don't like the, the audio because clearly the performer is not the, like he's not yelling up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is actually. I don't know. They could do it. Like people sing and perform. So no, it's you so mean it can be done. Yeah, no, but it is pre-recorded. I mean, uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna try to find the uh, the show. What, what's it called? <laughs> You're talking about the one in Florida, yeah, specifically. I mean, that one's in like an actual theater that's designed for a show. That's... Well, not indoors, but an outdoor like amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's something in its favor. That would help this show if if the like if it were how the world of color is where it's designed to have a show. Well, okay, yes, that would help a lot because I just am so uncomfortable in the waiting period, and by the time the show comes, I, I'm just not feeling good. What do you think about it? In and uh, when it's included as a, a dining package, I do like that a bit. I mean, that was a much more comfortable experience when I did that, and I told Michaela that we're only going to see that show if we do, as part of a dining package because it's just it's so much more comfortable that way you know yeah well I can't find the there's nothing on the website that <clears throat> outright says what whether a ship is involved so I, I'm not going to look it up on YouTube or anything overrated you think by a large margin I think I think it's significantly overrated yeah. I think it's since the uh, change of the pirate scene you know Peter Pan's gone and just taking people's word on it I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're right in that uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit overrated okay but nonetheless overrated uh, do you have any more I could probably do one or two more I don't know how interesting they are well, I'm out, more or less, okay. of really interesting ones. So if you want to do one more, we can, if you have one that's interesting. If not, uh, we can save them. It's up to you. Well, I have uh, one, two, three, four more. Let's choose one. Choose the best one. What do you think? Uh, food or other? <laughs> we haven't... Well, you know I, want, what? No. I want the most interesting one that you have. I'm going to pick Critter Country. The hmm. land. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I mean, I guess it's probably underrated because nobody cares about it at all. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it has one of my favorite shops and it has my favorite attraction. Winnie the Pooh. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's certainly the most exhilarating. Yeah. Hungry Bear Restaurant. Yeah, which is is there. It's not bad. It's also not bad. It's not and they have good they have good uh, special desserts sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's small, it's compact, but everything that's there I think it fits. And it's good. And and Pooh Corner is I mean seriously, I'd really like that shop. Oh yeah, me too. And they have a good meet and greets, character meet and greets back there. Yeah, and the Santa Claus will be back Santa there. Santa Claus will be there too, yeah. So I think a little bit under- underrated. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I do think many people. Critter Country or Toontown? Like a preference? Which Just one is a, more? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be in Critter Country. Me too. Because, well, I mean, the attractions are better. Yes. The attractions are better. And the kids can still have their attraction. Well, that's Toontown without Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, this could all change, of course. Just an interesting thought because I think that, you know, no one talks about Critter Country at all. It just feels like instead of Critter Country, it's just where Splash Mountain is, basically. I have another one for you. What do you think about Enchanted Tiki Room? Well, I definitely don't think it's overrated, but I don't know that it's underrated. Are you sure? I don't know. I mean, I talk to a lot of people, you, Michaela, who love it, so. Well, that's two people, yeah. I know. I mean, that's almost. But those are the people I talk to about these these sorts of things. Well, the listeners know that you, yeah, they know that. I I, I, I was thinking about this this attraction. I think what could make it underrated for me is the fact that could anyone make an attraction like that anymore? Think think about how unrelated to Disney. It I just is. don't think they would make it just because they didn't. They wouldn't think that it would be popular. It wouldn't be worth it to make it. But like, what else is there out there that you can even think of that's like that? In in a, in a theme or amusement park? Yeah, there. I mean, there doesn't. There's not much. I mean, it's all created from within the studio. Nothing about it is generic, right? I don't think so. Anyway, the animatronics are what they are the song is made to be what it is i don't know about any other tiki shows like that yeah um don't get me wrong i love the tiki room i just feel like a lot of people love it maybe you're right i I feel like people use it when they get their dole whip as a way to eat it (laughs) yeah maybe so maybe they don't love it as much they love having the food with them and sitting down in a air-conditioned room yeah i mean i have done that but the majority of the time I, i don't i'll tell you i like the music a lot in that oh yeah all the music not just the main song yeah, no, I love that. I love the Tiki Room. Yeah. If anything, it is underrated, but I... It might be properly rated. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we could just run through the other two I have. Uh, Golden Horseshoe. I have to see what the new show is like. Well, we did see. Yeah. Uh, at least part of it. Part of it. That was the piano, dueling piano. They that... have some good stuff there. Remember when we got the, uh, the ice cream nachos? That was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a secret menu item. Yeah. And then the churro Sunday. I think it is underrated because it's not just a quick service restaurant. I think that's what people think it is. And they have the churro Sunday there, like you said, which is great. Not all the time, though. It's definitely a seasonal thing, and we hope it returns. Uh, but I do feel like the line for food in there is almost always there or long. And yeah, but I don't think th- I think that people are just like, oh, this is a place to eat. I don't think they're thinking, oh, this is a great place. I can't wait to go here. And I liked, I genuinely like going in there every time we go. It's not something people say, okay, when you go to Disneyland, you have to go to the Golden Horseshoe. Yeah. Well, it has the history with Walt and, you know. Uh, it's not just Walt, but yeah, definitely Walt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I think it's perfectly fit into Frontierland. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. Well, without it, it I don't know what Frontierland it, would be. Especially when there are shows. If their shows are gone, then that's a, I didn't like when they took out the shows that they had. Yeah. Well, we'll have to sit down and watch the full length of the the new one yeah all right what's your last one uh whitewater snacks that's a that's a small like cafe area in yeah. the grand californian hotel something that we didn't know about for quite a long time well, maybe that makes it underrated maybe that makes it underrated i think so because every time we go there or i go there when i've been alone i love that place it's not it's not full of people no. there are people and you would every think time just based on the people at that hotel that it would be there would be a, a number of people in there well, don't I mean don't forget that hotel has other other food options. I know, but I mean you would just think that with all the rooms in that place, that place that the uh, that place meaning uh, the hotel that Whitewater Snacks would be more full than it generally is. Because whenever I go in there, it's pretty I'm not empty, but it's not. I just walk right up and order something. And the food is has always been good in my experience. Yeah, never had bad food there. Yeah, I mean it's like. Quick, somewhere between quick service and sit down food. I, I don't even, I think it's better than, than like general quick service food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it necessarily, maybe like a, a notch or two above. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not as good as a table no, service. No, no, no. no. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, I like the breakfast burrito quite a bit. Yeah. Breakfast burrito is good. It's I think I've had nachos there. Their pizza's not bad. 
It's better than like Pizza Planet. Yeah. So. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, and that's all we've got. So thanks for joining us, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.